Hello, Igis Feskarvath. That's hello and good afternoon in Gaelic. Bonjour. This is welcome or, or good morning in French. Uh, this is the Deviating Tangents podcast now, episode six. The show that just keeps getting better and better because... Or at least we like to think so. I mean, I've been editing the progression of the show, <laughs> and I feel like every episode at least gets a little better. And uh, last week's episode is my favorite thus far, and I hope we actually got... So I haven't had a chance. It's only been out for like an hour at this point, so... I'm hoping you guys have actually taken to the, the, what's it, the email, the YouTube comments. I just want to hear from the people that listen to our show. Yeah, we're, we're almost like professionals here, and, and we're looking for feedback. Trying to establish a connection to our audience, but this is a part two episode, so if you missed part one from last week, go back and listen to that, or you can listen to this one first. I guess it doesn't really matter which order you listen to them and as long as you get all the information yeah the, the nature of of this two-part episode it doesn't really matter yeah because we are going over the second half of the business insider list of the most nonsensical laws that every state has to offer uh we left off last episode having done the new york state uh the empire state bans being masked or in any manner disguised in public with other people dressed in the same getup. Uh, so we're going to start this episode moving on to North Carolina's most nonsensical law. A bingo game being conducted or sponsored by a commercial organization may not last more than five hours. Huh. I don't, I don't see why you'd need to put a time limit on that. I mean, I, <coughs> so... I've been to some bingo games around at places, and the clientele that, that typically go to bingo halls, you know, maybe they can't be awake for more than five hours, but that's that's just because, you know, they're, they're old ladies who will shank you if, if you start playing around. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, don't mess with old bingo ladies. Yeah, they, don't mess with the old ladies. Yeah. They don't like that. Uh, it does say here, however, it says, uh, according to the New York, New York, North Carolina state legislature, nonprofit groups can go wild. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, I think it's about money going back to the sponsor. Okay. Yeah. That, that would make sense. I'm less versed in these laws than I was for the last yeah. group of laws that we looked at, but I did actually go over this list before we looked and into this today. I have not. The, the whole point of this is that I'm going in blind. Yeah. Uh, North Dakota. All members of North... I love this one. I love the harmless, like, strange laws that are designed to make you go, why? And it's just because of the time discrepancy. Yeah. All members of North Dakota's Dry Pea and Lentil Council must be citizens. I don't care about the citizenship. I'm more <coughs> concerned... I'm more concerned with the fact that there is a dry pea and lentil council. Yeah, so so apparently that's important to them over there. I mean, it's North Dakota. What else they got going for them? Isn't South Dakota Mount Rushmore? I think it's North Dakota. I mean, I remember it being really close to Canada, but I thought for some strange reason South Dakota was Mount Rushmore. I mean, we can look that up. North Dakota is closer to Canada than South Dakota. Yes, but I thought it was weird for that reason. It's like it should be in North Dakota, but it's not. I'm, I I don't know. Well, I'm gonna look it up. 
Oh, hey, you lose, you cosplay 10. <laughs> it's 36 minutes long. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, little Z, if you're listening, uh... Oh, there you go. We're going. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, happy birthday. Ooh. <laughs> uh, South Dakota. Oh, see, there you go. All right, I was wrong. 13,000 South Dakota Highway 20, uh, 20, or 244 Keystone, South Dakota. 57751. It apparently has a phone number you can call. I understand that's for park authorization, but it's... Are, are, you, are you saying I can't just talk directly to Lincoln? <laughs> what I imagine. <laughs> There's just this big landline phone next to George Washington's head, and you call it, and it goes, hello? Uh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, apparently there uh, is a North Dakota dry pea and lentil council, and to be a member of it, you have to be an American citizen. I would, I would assume also a citizen of North Dakota. Oh my god. Created in 1997. Huh. This doesn't go back to like the 19th century. <laughs> this is 1997 to promote certain agricultural industries according to the State Historical Society of North Dakota. A national version of the Dry Pea and Lentil Council also exists. But North Dakota obviously decided it needed a more state-focused group for celebrating chickpeas, lentils, and lupins. Hmm. All right. You guys learned some pea facts today. I don't like peas. I, I'm... <coughs> I'm, I'm not too thrilled on, on chickpeas and lentils either. I'll eat, like, if we're talking, like, like green peas. Yeah. I'll eat them. They're not my favorite thing. Yeah. But. So, I've, I've got a, a weird thing with vegetables. Like, I dislike most vegetables, but I love vegetable soup. Yeah. But, like, there, there's there's something with the texture there that, mm. that it's, it's easier for me to process, you know, I don't want to say mushy vegetables, but, yeah. you know, not, like biting into a carrot and breaking your tooth that's kind of what i was gonna yeah. say like i don't have a problem eating raw carrots but there's something wonderful <laughs> about like even if it's just a can of progresso soup yeah and yeah. it's got like the soft mushy carrots in there yeah there's something about that that's just delicious and delectable i mean in soup that's the only way you can get me to eat celery yeah like i think celery is just stocky and gross well it's mostly water yeah it's like crunchy dirty water it, it has um negative calories yeah it's, so, the, it's that food that it takes yeah. more energy to digest it than yep. it actually gives you yep ohio <laughs> uh, more astronauts than any other state mm -hmm. every operator of an underground coal mine must provide an adequate supply of toilet paper with each toilet this law clearly makes sense but the fact that it exists at all raises some questions about basic human decency. And Ohio. <laughs> so th this is a law that, on the one hand, I am glad that exists. On the other hand, I am upset that it needs to exist. Yeah. Um, let's fucking stock your bathrooms. Like, 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 why do you need a law written that says you should stock your bathrooms? Seriously. <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're miners that have too much like 
I mean, this is like miners we're talking about. Yeah, especially with, with coal dust everywhere. If we learned anything from... What movie was that? Atlantis. The Lost Empire from Disney. That old man Cookie explained to us the the miners... What? Tetra... Tet, tetfecta? Quadfecta? Of food groups? Oh, the, the four basic food groups. Yeah. Beans, bacon, whiskey, and lard. You're going to need a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> the only stuff you're ingesting. And I mean a lot. Like but, you're you're going to need a roll per trip. How good are baked beans? They're really good. <laughs> That's This one's shocking. <laughs> I'm still on the Ohio thing. <laughs> but in Oklahoma... Okay, so I was talking to Scott about this before we started the episode. We're going to, according to Business Insider's list, uh, we're going to tear open some states today. And this first one takes us to Oklahoma. McCarthyism is alive and well. A state statute still on the book says it is a fact that there exists an international communist conspiracy committed to overthrowing the U.S. government. Huh. Such a conspiracy constitutes a clear and present danger to the government of the United States and of this state, the statute continues. So there are wow. communists... They're here, and they're going to overthrow the government. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, so judging by some of the things we've seen this year, I can't really disagree. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the January 6th thing that people say, oh, we're just tourists. No, no, no. Like I, I don't I don't I don't want to make the show political because I mean we tore the government a new asshole last last week. Yes, but like so there are some topics that unfortunately people just can't talk about because no matter what side of an argument you're on, someone is going to to be so offended to the to the point of just shutting you down completely doesn't matter if if you're right or wrong or if they're right or wrong they're just so entrenched in their ways it is impossible to have an intelligent discussion about it yeah and i believe that unfortunately politics fits into that very well yeah um which makes no sense yeah welcome to the game of politics where facts don't matter only your feelings and opinions yeah it, it, it doesn't matter how your team is playing only the color of your jersey yeah and, and, and I hate that so much. Like, we are a nation that should be coming together for the betterment of our fellow man. And it just too often boils down to how can the rich make more money? Mm -hmm. And, and how, how can we marginalize poor people even more? And I, I don't want to... <laughs> What I don't like is that people don't even want to have a debate with someone of the other side. Yeah. Which, there isn't a side. Right. Uh, the political parties are supposed to be two different mindsets. Supposed mm -hmm. to be. Uh, back when this country was founded, the Republican Party, there was a point where they shifted ideology. Mm -hmm. Where the Republicans became the Democrats and vice versa. But now, as it should stand, the Republicans are supposed to be, supposed to be, 
the economically minded business oriented side of the spectrum and then the democrats are supposed to be all about individual and people's rights and they're supposed to function as such they're not supposed to lobby idealism against each other in a bid for presidency that's not how this country is supposed to work and and behind the scenes a lot of that is is money from big corporations paying these politicians to say what benefits the corporations yeah so it's like anybody that gets a, a fat super pack yep. to fucking pay for their campaign trail just seeing what who you can align yourself with that's why independents don't get very far yep and like in the candidacies is because like they're completely independent they can say whatever they want to and oftentimes need to say but there's no one backing them financially so they get just buried by everything else you yep. they, they they don't get the screen time that that a democrat or a republican would because they don't have big corporate sponsors to pay for that screen time I don't want anybody to think that we lean any particular way I identify politically as an independent I would like to be able to say that I vote Democrat, but no other country, no party in the political system has been able to swan squander such a head start like the Democratic Party does. On that same token, um, it, it does seem like the, the, the supposed teamwork that, that we should have as a country, there is only one team who's who's really playing the other the other one is just i'm not gonna do anything because that would be helping you and i don't want to help you yes well i'm that's part of my argument is yeah. that like the the gop is 100 percent like nope it's my way and you have to do what i say yeah when the, the democrats have all the power right now you can literally so they have the power that the the republicans give them and yeah. if they're not going to play ball, then really the Democrats can't do the anything. The Democrats can overturn the filibuster and choose not to. Yes and no. So they would need the entire Democratic Party to vote the same way, and then the vice president would break the tie. Exactly. However... That is not happening because we have fucking people in the swamp... Dinos. We have at least a couple. Uh, two of them stick out in particular. Uh, Democratic senators who seem to not really be Democrats. No. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry to make this show not funny for a while. Yeah, minutes, we're but... we're I I I do. I want to make it clear that I do not like saying these things, but I also believe that they need to be said. Like, this is not supposed to be a political show, but <laughs> I don't like it when people in positions of power seemingly do everything in their power to step on my toes when it's not necessary. Yeah. And it's, like we said last episode, fuck every politician. Like, yeah. literally all of them. There are some that are actually in this for the greater good, but politicians play by a different set of rules, and they're all looking out for themselves, none of which actually have our true interests at heart, which is why a two-party system is fundamentally wrong. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people who get into politics for the right reasons, 
but then realize, oh, hey, there's no. more money installing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's. I don't want to segue from from one difficult topic to another, but it's the same thing with with people saying there are no good cops. It's because good cops go in with the right mindset. They, they see that the system is corrupt and they want to do what they can to change it. And then they realize, oh, no, I'm actually really powerless. The system is stacked against everyone, including people who want to change it for the better. And that just good cops either leave the force or become bad cops. I'm wondering if we're going to start to see a shift with that. Yes. A, so, on account of all the people that were just released from their position on account of not getting the vaccine. Yeah, I, I am cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I would like to see a, a brighter future, a, a, a more accepting tomorrow. I just, I, I, I need to see some more concrete things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oregon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> okay, here's here's a light one. Here's a, here's a light one to make you, here's a light one to make everybody feel better. So Apollo <laughs> in the state of Oregon, leaving a container of urine or fecal matter on the side of the road is a class A misdemeanor. This is a light one. <laughs> According to the Oregon State Legislature, you can't throw it from the vehicle either. <laughs> Well, I suppose. Well, I'm not allowed to just leave this here, so I'll just fucking chuck it out my window as I drive by. No, no, no. <laughs> not today. I mean, like, that that makes sense. You know what doesn't make sense is is just leaving it on the side of the road to begin with? Yeah. Like, are, are you pulling off to the side and then, you know, discreetly packaging it and then just yeah, leaving it there? Like, are you, like, bring a shovel and just, like... <laughs> bury it a foot underground just right off the highway you know what else doesn't make sense is is i see trash bags along highways all the time like like just there are times where i can't just be asked to 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 get the trash to the curb and other people are are taking it on vacation before they get rid of it well so i actually have a little (laughs) bit of reference on this um there are places if you if you have a job that involves like cleaning up houses. Mm-hmm. I used to work part time with my uncle, uh, cleaning up houses uh, that were bought, that were abandoned, mm-hmm. and they were bought and needed to be flipped with the intent to rent them out to people, and it would be like a rent to own home business. Mm-hmm. But to be able to, you know, flip the houses, we have to go in there, and people would trash these houses. Uh, so it's our job to go and clean up everything, like repaint fix holes in the walls, put down Mm. new carpet, uh, fix anything that's broken, that kind of stuff. And so if you're pulling a trailer with a bunch of bags of garbage and one of them happens to jump ship on the highway, there's kind (laughs) of not a lot you can do about it unless you go back and pick it up. That's never happened to us, but I've seen it happen. I suppose. But that's that's all I can say about that, really. Like, I don't think people actually take their trash on vacation with them. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, there, there's clothes out in, a, in an intersection not too far from here that have been there for a couple of days. Yeah. I, I don't 
there are some instances where it's intentional, where it's like if you go to the inner cities, yeah, and you see like the the shoes thrown up over power lines, but Which that's like, that's symbolic of somebody. I think it's somebody was shot here. Gotcha. Okay. If there's symbolism symbolism behind it, that's one thing. But like, shoes are expensive. Yeah. And it's usually the shoes they were wearing at the time of. That makes even more sense. I'm, I've, I'm not part of the culture of people that do that because I'm a suburban kid, but uh, I believe that's what that is. It's been an, it's been a while since I've lived in an area that would actually partake in something like that, so I'm a little hazy on the details. Yeah, the the last time I remember someone throwing shoes like that, they they landed on Stanley Yelnets. So. <laughs> <laughs> In the state of Pennsylvania, human trafficking, in general, violates too many international laws to count. But Pennsylvania felt it needed to specify under the law that you can't barter a baby. Well, again, I am glad the law exists. I am upset that it needs to exist. Oh no, it gets worse. Oh no. But if you do find yourself swapping goods or services for your precious bundle, it's only a misdemeanor, <laughs> which is usually punished less harshly than felonies, according to the Pennsylvania State Legislature. So, uh, I'll trade you a, I'll trade you five dollars in scratch-off tickets. Did, um, did, has, has Kremit ever been to Pennsylvania? <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania? Yep. yep. Uh, that, is where, that is where at least 84% of my children were um, conceived. <laughs> I mean, you guys know that I steal them, so it's, yeah, usually from, well, I mean, it's different. The statute is different because the, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out here and say, yeah, hi, everybody. Welcome to the deviated family. <laughs> oh, you guys already did the intro. Never mind. Um... Yeah, in the state of Pennsylvania. I, it's different. The statute is different because I steal the children. <laughs> I'm not bartering for anything. I just I just take them. Yep. Yep. Oh, what's this? Can I do the next one? <laughs> you know what, Kremit? Um, go, go right ahead. We'll let you We'll let you read a few. Yay! Uh, so where are we? Okay, that was Pennsylvania. Um, Rhode Island. Someone who bites off another person's limb ew, <laughs> will face no more than 20 years in prison, but no less than one. Now I know where to go on my next vacation. But but remember, don't don't do it in, in a snowstorm because that's how you turn into a Wendigo. <laughs> now it says here the law only applies if they maimed the victim on purpose. How do you... So wait, Kremit, how, you're saying that if you bite off another person's limb, you, go to, you, you, go, to, you go to jail with a weird time frame, but only if you maim the victim on purpose. How do you, in self-defense, bite somebody's limb off? Yeah, because like, you're not doing that with a single bite. You, you're, you're there for a while. You got to go all the way around the arm there. Yeah, I, I mean, like, what constitutes a limb? I, I would assume... I'd, I'd assume, like, any part of the body removed from the rest of the body. Yeah. So there's only well, one... Well, so... There's only one means of self-defense that I can think that would be applicable. <laughs> and... 
We all know what it is. The big toe. <laughs> the biggest toe of them all. So big you could say it's a third leg that is being uh, maliciously used to kick the inside of an unwilling recipient's mouth. This show got weird. The show got weird as soon as Kermit <laughs> walked through that door. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can leave if you guys don't appreciate me, but I, uh, I'll just leave the room. I'm part of the lease. <laughs> oh, just so you know, I, I picked up uh, some Cinemax. Uh, don't worry. I'm paying for it, though, so it's not like it's not going to be charged to your card or nothing. I'm going to be, you know what? You guys kind of ruined the experience for me. I'm gonna, I mean, if you really think there's one, that, do you really want me to stay out here? You guys seem to be in your own little element. Or you shitting on the government. <laughs> I would like to do that too. Can I shit on the government? You know what, Kramit? Go ahead. Okay, I think that they need to change the way they go about doing things. Who's they? Both parties. That's that's fair. What, so what, what are some of your ideas here? the Republicans and the Democrats, they need to change how they're doing stuff. Yes, uh, I think it's, it's, it's literally as simple as... The Republicans need to change their colors, and the Democrats need to change their colors. So, so, so it's just a color thing. So it's not red versus blue anymore. What what colors do you want them to turn to? Ah, well, let's see. I've never actually thought about it. I think the Republicans should be uh, yellow, like a dandelion yellow. And I think the Democrats should be... Uh, I'm thinking magenta. <laughs> No, 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 not magenta. Um, puce. 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 All right. <laughs> Dandelion yellow and puce. Do you think that'll that'll change the nation's turmoil? <laughs> I do believe so, yes. So the Republicans need to turn yellow and the Democrats need to turn puce? Yes. What What is puce? It's, it's like a light purple. It's a magenta-y purple. It's like a mix between violet and salmon pink. So, unfortunately, um, there's a bit of science there that that Kremit might actually have a point. See, I'm smart. <laughs> um, I so... need to hear this. Kremit, what did you accidentally stumble on? <laughs> Let the man speak! <laughs> um, so... Colors actually invoke certain emotions in our brains. Yes, yes, they do. Um, there, there was a game theory episode on this about. Um, this is about boxers. League of Legends. Oh. Or, or Dota, or, or some kind of. Where if you play red team, you're more likely to win. No, actually, if you play blue, you're more likely to win. That goes against all the science I've ever seen. So red is more aggressive, whereas blue is more collected and and thinking ahead. Because in the world, that makes sense from that type of perspective, from a gaming perspective. Yeah. In the world of sports, uh, there was a study done. I wish I could remember. I don't remember the basis for the study, so I can't look it up really quick. There was a study that was done where you pulled people off the street 
to mm -hmm. basically just look at two different boxers, or maybe they were wrestlers. Oh, yep. I, I know what you're talking about. One yep. was dressed in all red, the other was dressed in all blue, and you had to the people you had to ask the people which one seems like a more fearsome fighter. Mm -hmm. And it was an overwhelming majority picked red. Right. And and what they didn't say is uh, they digitally altered the video so they could pick one in red and pick the other in blue and then show it to someone else with the colors reversed. I and, actually don't remember that. Yeah, so so regardless of who was wearing red, the the red-wearing fighter was shown to be more aggressive, even though, you know, the, the color was just added digitally. Yes, um, uh, that has to do with how our brains work on a, like a primordial level mm -hmm. like a, a more feral more baser instinct because it's like human beings and this is even like a men versus women thing not versus but it's how we interpret things differently M women are not as afraid of blood as men are because like you have menstruation and stuff like that that's just scientifically based that women well you may have you may be like queasy with blood and stuff but women are more apt to handle blood than men are we're also saying this as two dudes, and 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 I'm not a woman. So. This is part of a similar test. Right. I'm not I'm not basing my knowledge and <laughs> in, in experience because I have none. I, I just I, I want to offend anyone by saying things that you know we, we don't have any kind of. I'm just I'm giving know. power to the girls. It's like if you <laughs> if you're a female listening to this show, you probably can you most likely can deal with blood better than your male peers. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all the that's all the that's all the testing was for. Uh, but it's like red uh, uh, comes across as a more fearsome color, uh, makes the red fighter seem scarier because as human beings, as animals, we associate red with blood with danger and mm -hmm. so we want to stay away from it and avoid it at all costs mm -hmm. that's why any animal in the wild that has red on it we are taught instinctively to just avoid yep it, it's also the reason why the the power tie is just a very bold red tie yeah it, it's meant to essentially instill fear in people who see it yeah like the wide wide set double winds are not no unnecessarily long red tie <laughs> Yeah. South Carolina. Can I read this one? And you know what, Kremit, you furthered our you furthered our show in a very interesting <laughs> way, so go right ahead and read this one for South Carolina. Oh boy. Okay, so a male over the age of You can't make me read this. You're the one that asked. A male over the age of sixteen can't seduce a woman by falsely promising to marry her. However, no law exists within the with with the gender roles reversed. So that's two issues, really. I mean, you shouldn't be lying to anyone about marriage just to get in their pants. Like that's that's you shouldn't be lying about anything to yeah. get in someone's pants. But on the same token, I don't like laws that are gender specific like that. Yeah. Like, like if, if truly we are all equal, then why are you making those arbitrary lines? If found guilty, the man will be charged. The man will be charged with a misdemeanor, fined at the court's discretion, and possibly imprisoned for no more than one year, with a number of exceptions, according to South Carolina State Legislature. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like the. I'm all about a fair playing field. Yeah. I am all for gender equality. 
but I want equality. Yeah, equality doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to take the good things and, and ignore the bad things. Equality means you take the good with the bad. I don't want this to, like, I don't want this to blindside anybody, but, like, that seems incredibly fair. There, there are some places where, because of how the law is codified, um, women cannot be charged with rape. Mm-hmm. Be, because just the law says that, you know, the man forces himself on the woman. If the woman's the one doing the forcing, She's then, not a man. Yeah. So the law doesn't apply to her. Which... Is, is a travesty, really. Yes. And I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that, oh, poor men. Yeah. When men do the majority of the raping... By I a, wouldn't go that far. There is a large margin... Of reported cases. Yeah, of reported cases. That's the only data I can go on. That That's true, but at the same time, a, a lot That's of... like the same thing could be said of... Uh, women are more likely to eat people's pinky fingers because the cases aren't reported. What what I mean is there there's a, a very big stigma on on um, male rape victims to the point where they either won't report at all or their reports just fall on deaf ears because oh well you you scored with a hot chick nice. While I'm not discrediting your comment, <coughs> there is. I think there is a stigma on rape victims in general. Th that's true. Yes. Yes. Um, and that argument can go both ways. Uh, for a girl to be told by all of her friends, oh, who cares if he forced himself on you? He's hot. Yeah. It's literally, it's an interchangeable argument. I just... So maybe even if the margins aren't as wide as I think... Yeah. The... There, there it needs to be both parties... Can be tried for the same offense equally equally with, with equal sentences and 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 none of this oh hey he's he's a pro swimmer and and oh are we can <laughs> are we talking about convicted rapist brock turner oh my god fucking three months for for wasn't it two i don't know either way the punishment did not fit the crime he knows who he is he's apparently i read a recent report about him from like the last couple months he's, he's in textbooks now he's also not doing well good he good. has a humble job that pays him next to nothing uh not that people won't talk to him but he refuses to talk to people he comes into work understandable he, he comes into work he does his job he keeps his head down and he goes home understandable and what I like about the article, I'll have to find it and see if I can if I can find it, I'll put it in post for people to look at. The end of the article that I was reading, actually, I, I'm, I'm upset that I can't remember her name, but the woman he forced himself upon, mm -hmm. uh, she was actually gratified at the end of the article, like talking about how great she's doing. Oh, that's fantastic. And like how well her life is going and stuff like that. So that was that was nice to see. That's good to hear. All right, South Dakota. <laughs> We're uh, dodging laser beams this episode. Yeah, so we're going to have to put that uh, uh, not safe for work yeah, filter on this one. <laughs> uh, in South Dakota, liquor stores can't sell alcoholic candy containing more than 0.5% alcohol by weight. Huh. I didn't know there was alcoholic candy. I didn't either. I, I mean, I know there's like it's chocolates true. that have 
have liquor in them, but like you always hear things like rum cakes, yeah, where it's made in the baking process, but then like it evaporates out when you cook it. Yeah. Um, so so alcohol has a a lower boiling point than water does. Yes. So that's why baking it just or, or cooking with it in general will give you that that flavor, but it won't have any alcohol in it. Yeah. According to one South Dakota law, liquor stores cannot sell candy containing more than 0.5% alcohol by weight. Considering Kahlua alcoholic chocolates are around 4%, we can assume they won't be hitting the shelves anytime soon. I do like Kahlua. It's nice. <laughs> I need to get some Malibu. For anybody out there that... For anybody at home that is of legal age to purchase and doesn't mind a drink every once in a while, this is going to sound weird... But please humor me and try it, because it's not that bad. Malibu and Sunny D. Equal parts. Oh. It's delicious. I'm not... That's my subjective opinion. I'm not really so much of a drinker since I started smoking, but like I, I do enjoy a cocktail once in a while. Yeah. Malibu on its own is also really good. See, I I just I like hard liquor. And I know I, you do. I can't do that on its own. Uh, in the state of Tennessee, you can't hunt, trap, or harm an albino deer intentionally. If you do, the Fish and Wildlife Commission will charge you with a Class A misdemeanor, according to Justia. White deer, as people often call these mammalian an anomalies, are extremely rare. Only about one in every 30,000 deer is born albino. Some even considered the, the animal a modern-day unicorn. Hmm. <coughs> so, I'm not sure how I feel about this law. On, on the one hand, oh hey, it's rare and, and beautiful to look at, sure, whatever. On the other hand, why single them out? Like, like just because they're a genetic anomaly i mean they got enough going they got enough going against them that's also true yeah. that it's like we don't need a, i think it's also because it's a genetic al albinism is a genetic abnormality mm -hmm. it's not it's not an adaptation it's a genetic abnormality it's, it's a albino Pokemon. albino po albino Pokemon. I almost said thank you. <laughs> albino. I believe albino animals can have no not albino offspring. If as I'm remembering I'm this aware, correctly, yeah. so <laughs> that doesn't seem right. That may just be more of a semantic law than anything else. I guess because it's like if you were to, it's not like we need. It's not like they're an endangered species. A normal deer can just be born yeah, albino. They're just a subset of, of an existing species. Exactly. They're genetically they're no different. Yeah. They're just all white with probably red eyes. Yep. Still cute though. I don't know. I, I don't hunt, so I neither my do I. Is, is, yeah. I think again, I think it's just a semantic <laughs> thing. It's like, ah, oh, don't don't shoot the pretty modern unicorn i don't know uh, shiny pokemon are no different than normal pokemon but they sparkle and are a different Wh color whoopty freaking do they're not any stronger they're cooler to look at though again it's semantic some of the shiny pokemon coloring schemes are not great 
Yeah, some a lot of them suck. A lot of them suck. Some of them are fantastic. Like Caterpie. Have you ever seen a shiny Caterpie? Isn't it just yellow? It's red. Okay. And Metapod is just also red. But but Shiny Butterfree is not the pink that they showed in the early anime. Yeah. Alright, so here's... Alright. So we touched upon gender politics. Yeah, this... this things got away from us real here's quick the, today. Here's the, here's the one I was hoping <laughs> to get to today. Well, I knew we were going to get to it. I was just hope, waiting for it. Texas. Kremen, I'm going to read this one. Is that okay with you? Yeah, it's fine with me. I don't want to go back to Texas. So, people wishing to run for office must acknowledge the supreme being. If not, they could be subjected to religious tests. This is everything wrong with Texas. Yep. We're supposed to have a separation of church and state. Yep. And Texas is 100% not doing that. Uh, if, if, if you weren't aware... Um... There's a lot happening in Texas right now. The United States does not have an official religion because of the separation of church and state. Yes. You could make the argument that it is some sect of Christianity, but that's like in air quotes because it's not officialized anywhere. Yeah, that's that's just because they're loud. Yeah. Well, I don't even mean that. I mean like the people who settled the Americas. I suppose. Whatever, whatever they believed in. They were usually Protestant Englishmen. Yeah. And, and we've we've touched on religion before, and, you know, if, if you have something that helps you get through the day, that that's fine. But, you know, you, you shouldn't force those beliefs on someone else. No. Like, if somebody inquires to know more, then yeah. obviously, like, tell them what you know, but, like, lead them to somebody who's more qualified to talk on the subject than you are. And, and don't force them to take tests just because they want to run for office. Yeah. In other words, the law implies that no atheists are allowed to run. And that's Which, probably the realistic reason why the law was yes, enacted in the first place. because they don't want... Because they want people that are swayed by a belief system to tell other people <coughs> what's right and wrong. Yeah. It's almost like saying, you have to be Catholic if you want to live in Texas. Mm -hmm. Might as well. All right. Well, okay, so actually... Now I got a, a, a weird thought process about this. Now, unfortunately, due to the due to the xenophobic climate that a lot of the South finds itself in, and I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of it, unfortunately. Unfortunately. According to the way that that, that law is written, people wishing to run for office must acknowledge the supreme being. I wonder, could you have a Muslim... In a Texas-appointed office. Realistically, no. But because of that xenophobia, yes. Yeah. That I wonder if that has anything to do with the law. I, I mean, they're going to interpret the law in, in the way that is most beneficial to exactly. them. Exactly. And everyone does that anyway. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, suppose... Suppose... You had a... You had a Muslim... Uh, some a Muslim individual running for a Texas place of office in one. Now let's let's take it one absurdity step further. The Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. They believe in a higher being. Can 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 
you you apply for that's called pastafarianism yes um can you be blessed by his noodly appendage and and run for political parties in texas god i hope so that'd be funny (laughs) i just i am not religious again if you have one that's great if it works for you fantastic i just it's not for me yeah moving on specifically for these reasons yeah yeah let's let's move moving on to utah so i know you have a hard time remembering yesterday yeah (laughs) but do you remember last week when i read the let me see if i can find it i forget which state it was so this may take a second um no we're back up this way okay uh the one about the train the one that's multi-track drifting in my head at all times no let me see if I can... It's up here. I just got to find it. There's a bunch of states I got to go through. I like trains. Uh, so, in Montana, driving animals onto a railroad track with intent to injure the train can result in a fine. Yeah, but but not for the animals. It's, yes. It's just it's, the train. Um, so, down here. In Utah, no one may hurl a missile at a bus or bus terminal except for peace officers and security personnel. Hmm. So, in the writing of the law, missile would mean... I would assume just anything arti- you can Artillery, throw. a thrown object. I, I, I would assume that it would also extend to, like, rocks yes, and, and things like that. Just a thrown yeah. weapon, improvised or no. Yeah. Something thrown intent to cause damage. Yeah. A baseball is a ball to be rec- to be used as recreation when tossed back and forth, but as soon as you throw it with intent to harm somebody or something, it mm-hmm. becomes a missile. I cast magic missile on the darkness. Fine. You cast magic <laughs> missile. There's an elf in front of you. Whoa! That's me, right? <laughs> but, um... Anyone outside those positions is guilty of a third-degree felony. Jeez. According to Utah State Legislature. I mean, like, you, you shouldn't be throwing shit at buses, but, like, You really shouldn't be throwing anything at anyone or anything. I mean, yeah. The, the peace officer exception there kind of... Uh, why are we letting throw... Why, why, why are we letting cops disable buses? I assume... What they want you to think is if one got hijacked. I guess. We hijacked the bus. They can't stop us because <laughs> it's against the law. Well, now cops can do that. Damn it. Well, I mean, like, you can you can pull them over, I guess. Like, like just throwing shit at the bus trying to get it to stop. I, yeah. I feel like it's more detrimental and would cause more damage than, than like, just throwing a spike strip or something. Yeah. Stingers, as they're called. Yeah. Uh, in the state of Vermont, the legislature created created a law that prohibits outlawing solar collectors and clotheslines, listing both items as energy devices based on renewable resources. So that is a good law, and again, is one that I'm, I'm upset that needs to exist. Yes. Uh, because otherwise, they could outlaw clotheslines. What? Clotheslines have existed for since always. So that that reminds me of a story. Um, I forget what year it was. Was probably fifties, sixties, whatever. Um, 
a, a dude was advertising a, a new solar-powered clothes dryer. It was a clothesline. I mean, people sent him tons of money, and, and he sent them string. I mean, it's fantastic, right? <laughs> Solar and wind powered. That that that's so. That's an issue that a lot of people don't think about is is just how uninformed they are and how easily tricked that that lets them by be. buzzwords. Yeah, we so, live in an age of buzzwords. <laughs> there was a. Um, a radio station that actually came under fire with i think the fcc um because they said the town's water tower had deadly dihydrogen monoxide in it yeah and like that's just water yeah but they they labeled it as a chemical compound which makes people yeah, afraid exactly like, like people called into to the station they they called into like the national guard and shit and like all because people don't understand that's just water. Mm-hmm. And it's like water can be in any ho any numerous host of bad things. It, and anything can be spun to be bad. Like the, this dangerous chemical can cause third degree burns. It, it it can erode mountains. It can cause metal to to oxidize and, mm -hmm. and rust. Sure, all of that's true, but you're talking about water. Water does, in fact, do all those things, but you need that. Yeah. It's water. Yeah. I don't get it. There are too many, there are too many legitimately stupid people. Yeah. I and mean... Not not just stupid, but, but naive and uninformed. That's the, I think that's worse. Yeah. Well... So with that, I'm going to disagree. I, I, I believe the people who choose to be stupid are worse than the people who just don't really know things. Yes, because then it's because the people that choose to be stupid are usually doing so to get something out of it. Yeah. And those are the people with positions and platforms to spread their stupid information to other people. Yeah. We're a very pointed show, <laughs> but it's our show. <laughs> We're not sponsored by anyone. I can say what I damn well please. <laughs> In Virginia... Oh, I remember this one. This one's weird. Uh, Virginia. An odd law still on the books suggests Virginia is for prudes, not lovers. Hmm. Because fornication, or sex, is completed... Is com wait. Completed banned. That's a typo. Fornication or sex is completely banned... Except for married couples. It's still technically punishable as a misdemeanor, according to Virginia State Legislature. I, That's just silly. I'm sure no one enforces that, but it is apparently enforceable. <coughs> and and how, how would you enforce that? How, how would you... You'd have to break into somebody's house and catch them in the act. But then you're in more trouble for like breaking and entering when there was no need you didn't have a warrant you, you, you suspected someone was breaking the law because you know that you heard moaning and even then <sighs> what if they're married yeah and it's like there's just too many there's too much it's it's like that that texas law where you you can't have more than three dildos in in the entire household that's funny like like 
teenage girl exploring her body can't because Granny is a freak. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. That's an absurd situation to find yourself in. But, but it, like, it's no doubt existed. <laughs> Someone has lived that reality and learned about it the hard way. <laughs> I can only imagine that turn. I can only imagine how that conversation goes. What seventeen, like <laughs> let's, sixteen, let's, seventeen year old girl comes let's, home. Let's say eighteen to keep things legal. Sure, but like, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, you say exploring your sexuality, and that makes me think yeah. it's gonna happen sooner. Yeah. But sure, for legality reasons, let's say eighteen comes home with a toy to explore her sexuality and only feels that she can confide in her grandmother who has always been super supportive and she shows her this new thing she brought home just for granny to go you have to get that out of the house <laughs> why i checked the texas state law we're allowed to have up to three i only got one i have like nine don't add fuel to fire <laughs> Washington. <laughs> In Washington state, doors to nearly all public buildings must open outwardly. So this is actually a good law and, and makes sense if you know why. Uh, uh, well, it says down here. Well, I can read this. Tell me why. Uh, I want to see if that jives with what it says here. Fire codes. So if, if the building is on fire, that's it. Is, that's it. There, it's, there you go. Anyone who violates this will face a misdemeanor charge, according to Washington State Legislature. The statute does explain why, though, to avoid congestion during emergencies like fires. There you go. If, if, if the door opens in, then you need space for that door to, to swing open in. And if everyone's trying to get out at the same time, you're all going to be pushing there up against... There will not be room. Exactly. And then so, people get trampled. Exactly. People will get trampled anyway. Yeah. But... But now they get trampled and also live as opposed to getting trampled and then burned to death. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, I, I believe, is also a law in other places, or if not a law, is just, you know, building codes. But um, oh, that door opens in. Huh. This isn't, this isn't Washington. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. Also, I feel this particular apartment building only has there are two sides there are two ends so technically <coughs> i can think of this whole side as one building yeah there are only six ten there are only six buildings and if it's a one bedroom apartment let's say comfortable living arrangements is maximum is maxed at four yeah so four times six is 24 i think 24 people can calmly and orderly in an orderly fashion gather in the foyer to let themselves out of the building i i, I don't know things and go, the people on the ground floor can get through can get out through their windows things go crazy when you know panic ensues well i'd rather fight off 23 crazy people than 500 that's also true i'm, I'm just i'm thinking back now and like most of the apartment buildings have all had doors that open in which, you know, sounds like a problem, but I, I, I don't know. I honestly couldn't come up with a reason, not in a reasonable amount of time, yeah. as to why that would be. So, I, I think residential, you know what, it might be different because residential versus commercial. 
Probably. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not well versed in building codes. I just happen to know random bits of information. Yeah. Because then it's more <laughs> inclusive. Yeah. You're but... closing the door on the outside. Yeah. That would make sense. I guess. It also might have to do with how locks yeah. participate in door thresholds. There's a lot of things it could be. But in West Virginia, don't attempt to substitute a hunting dog for a ferret. <clears throat> Anyone who hunts, catches, takes, kills, injures, or pursues a wild animal or bird with a ferret will face a fine of no less than 100 but no more than $500, and up to 100 days in jail according to West Virginia State Legislature. I want to know more about this law. For, for what possible reason is there a ban on hunting with a ferret? I don't know. I j they're just <laughs> tiny little socks with emotions. <laughs> they're, they're, they're cute. Sure. I think they're cute. Yeah. I mean, I think... I'd, I'd, I'd take a cat any day. I think snakes are cute. So it's like there's, yes. a, there's a range for what I'm willing to call cute. Yeah. In the state of Wisconsin, in America's Dairyland, uh, many different kinds of state-certified cheeses like Munster, Cheddar, Colby, and Monterey Jack must be highly pleasing. I, I can kind of understand this. So, so like, if, if your state is known for a certain thing... And you that's, kind of have this, yeah, you, this you standard. Wanna, yeah. You have to hold, hold yourself <laughs> accountable to. I love the, I love the further information. It says, according to Wisconsin State Legislature, non-tasty cheese is technically punishable by law. Well done. We're coming for you, Wisconsin. If we don't like your cheese, you're all going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a difficult thing to, to quantify because taste is very subjective. Yes. So so what if the, the, the guy who's taste testing the cheese that day just, you know... Oh, I don't happen to like this particular style of cheese. Go directly to jail. Yeah. <laughs> I want that to be on like Wisconsin Monopoly edition. <laughs> One of the chance cards. Uh, tourists didn't like your cheese. Go directly to jail. <laughs> Alright, we're coming up on the last one. Hey, Kermit, Kremit. Not not the other one. Kremit. Do you wanna do you wanna read the last? The last nonsensical law for the state of Wyoming. Ah, sure, I'll be right there. Give me a sec. Ahem. Welcome back, everybody, to the Deviating Tangents podcast. Uh, this is the 50th uh, nonsensical law in this business insider list uh, for the state of Wyoming. It is reportedly... You really like giving me the weird ones with the animals, don't you? <laughs> It is reportedly illegal to cut, sever, detach, or mutilate more than one half of a sheep's ear. Hmm. Now, would you like me to read the footnote? I, I, I would. Uh, according to Wyoming State Legislature, violations are felony offenses punishable by up to five years in prison. However, less than one half is totally fine. I don't. That, that, that doesn't give me any more information. So... Uh, uh, Kermit, if I may. Kermit. Uh, Kermit. Sorry. <laughs> Jim happens, Henson, happens please don't sue us. Happens all the time. Uh, <coughs> it reportedly illegal to cut, sever, detach, or mutilate more than one half of a sheep's ear. Yeah, but, like, 
Why? As you... long as you make it 49%, 50% or less of the sheep's ear. Why are you mutilating sheep ears? I, that's a bigger question that we should be that's asking. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I, I can understand, like, like uh, tagging them to, to keep track of them with, with you know, the, the big number tags or whatever. Yeah. That, that's fine. But, like, that's essentially just an earring for a sheep. Yeah. I, are, are, are you cutting off parts of the ear here? Are lamb's what's... ears valuable? I don't. I, I, are they I a poachable commodity? I would hope not. I would what, hope what, not what, either. What, I mean, what, they're, lambs are like sheep are a dime a dozen, so huh. almost practically so. But I don't know. That's kind of weird. I wish we had a fun, bombastic one to end the end the not the end the episode. We still got like another. I mean, we could do a short episode if we wanted. We're at an hour. I don't really have any other things to talk about other than how excited I am that Nintendo Switch Online <laughs> is now, it's been apparently brought to my attention that in the Eastern Standard Time, time zone, uh, NSO, is, the expansion pack is coming to uh, available homeowners at, uh, not homeowners, Switch owners. <laughs> This is what happens when you do a show for an hour and have to jump around a lot of information. Yeah. So 7 p.m. Not, I mean, it'll be a week by the time anybody hears this. So yeah. You'll all have it. It'll be available now. It has been available for a week. <laughs> Go get it. I like the idea of, of an expansion. I, I know some people are have some contentions with it, saying, "Oh, it's overpriced. You're just buying an emulator." I, I get that. I, I, a, I understand their point of view. It's a fair concern. Yeah. But at the same time, like we always say, if you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. Yeah. Very much vote with your wallet for, for anything. Um, I've, I've disagreed with uh, Blizzard's business practices for quite some time now, and they have not seen a dime from me in... in over a decade and i'm sure you're not the only person that feels that way yeah and 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 it it hurts because like i used to be a huge world of warcraft player and and like i want to play the game again i do not want to support blizzard yeah <clears throat> on the same token i've got no problem giving nintendo you know, a couple extra bucks to play classic games that shaped my childhood. Yeah, we've talked about this before, not on the show, but, like, we talk about this kind of stuff with each other a lot. And it's, like, PlayStation Network and, like, PS Plus and Xbox Live have been $60. $50-$60 since day one. Hmm. You guys have been, and I understand, well, all the stuff you can get, with, and, like, the Xbox Game Pass, yeah. and PS Now, and stuff like that. It's like, yes, they offer services, but Nintendo has been doing Switch Online at $20 a year, mm -hmm. which is really... For the entirety of the Switch lifecycle, which is, is four years old now. Exactly. Well, because NSO was... 2018 September 2018 NSO was launched okay so three years so yeah but like even so it's like it's been $20 yeah. a year a year that whole time and Nintendo has historically um they've they've done online stuff before without charging for it yeah um I remember going online with 
my DS and not needing to pay for any kind of online things. Yep. Whereas I think the PSP had like paid online or something. I like didn't that. have a PSP. I, I, I don't know. But like to to say that Nintendo is overcharging when historically they've undercharged for quite a few services, I I think is disingenuous. Yeah. I mean, and we actually watched a couple videos about, like, oh, how disappointing it is with the price yeah. hike. We yeah. watched the one Arlo video. And, and I, I love Arlo. So do I. And I was, because we were talking about it, we're like, there's all these people that are ragging on the price hike, and they're going to get it anyway. Mm-hmm. And at the end of his video, Arlo's like, I'm against it by principle, but I'm going to get it anyway. And it's like, <laughs> what did I say? And, but, like, even if it doesn't look attractive to you right now, I mean... This is just the, the the fledgling. Oh, hey, this is the first step that we're doing. I firmly believe that that the uh, Animal Crossing DLC is not going to be the only DLC they add to the expansion pack. Yeah, there's and a very it's it's a guess, but it's like it's a very fair assumption that why not tie more DLC to this thing? Yeah. I, so on the one hand, I'm not super thrilled with with uh, tying DLC to a subscription service. On the other hand, um, if I'm not super sold on buying the DLC outright, if I can get a taste of it just just because I'm also playing these emulators, that's all well and good. Well, I'm, I'm getting more for, for, for nothing. Yes, that's the other thing, though. It's like with the more DLC that is being tacked on to the expansion pass... Mm-hmm. Now, if there was a game you were hesitant about getting because you wanted to play all of it, but exactly. didn't want to pull the trigger on the whole game, yeah. now that DLC, which was going to cost you an extra $20, is already in your subscription. Yeah. As long as you have it. And I, everybody's... This has been my gripe with it so far. Everybody's like, I don't want to pay an extra $30 to get the Animal Crossing thing and my N64 games I've been waiting so patiently for. Mm-hmm. We're getting a Genesis emulator, mm-hmm. which, again, kind of like the N64 is kind of small potatoes, but there's really good titles on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Like, there's. I, I was sold when I saw Shining Force. Anybody that likes tactical JRPGs like Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics, try Shining Force. It's a very fun game. It is not afraid to kick you in the teeth with how difficult it is. You're going to have to, like, use the egress spell and, like, redo areas again and again to level up because if you just shoot through it in a straight, like, single-shot event, you are going to get overwhelmed very fast. But it's a fun game. Fantasy Star 4, fun game. Rysar, fun game. Strider. The Defend Rider. It's technically on PS1, but <laughs> the original was on NES. Super Nintendo did not have Super Strider. Strider was like made famous by the Genesis. Gunstar Heroes, great uh, co-op game that you can just sit on a couch, kind of like Pocky and Rocky, but not that kind of a shooter, and just enjoy with a buddy for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to fucking spend an afternoon. <laughs> And then there's the N64 games. And we're getting a bunch of drop titles that are great. Yep. <coughs> and <clears throat> I can I can understand the the not wanting to pay for an emulator for games that, you know, you 
have probably bought before and and might still have in your collection it's, it's somewhere yeah if you if you never moved your wii library over to your wii u yeah or just bought it straight out on your wii u people have already spent the ten dollars for all of these classic titles already or or even you know just have an n64 with yeah cartridges that still works um i never should have my 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 point though is all of these games on on Xbox Game Pass and and PS Live or whatever, those are also emulated games that you've likely paid for before. So why do you have an issue with Nintendo doing it? The Mac Daddy of all the things you take for granted. Yeah. I know I said take for granted. What I'm it? talking about rocks. <clears throat> that you cannot throw at a bus. But, yep. <laughs> because then it is a missile. You also can't throw... Well, it would have to be an animal, because then you couldn't throw it in front of a train with intent to harm it. <sighs> English language is weird. Yep. Granite. Don't take things for granted. But it's don't take things for granted. It's just fast. I think that's also because we're New Yorkers and we talk to our sinuses. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have no problems with uh, the expansion pass here. Neither do I. I mean, I've <laughs> talked to you about this before. If the original Nintendo Online, like, Switch Online service, if it was $50 out of the gate, mm -hmm. I still would have bought it. Yeah. I would have just assumed, it's like, yep, everywhere is charging 50 bucks. It's just what the going rate is. Mm -hmm. So I just would have just ponied up and paid for it. Like, I, I don't play very many games online, but the ones I do, I'm glad that I have the Switch Online for it. Yeah. And we were also talking about this. This was last week. Um, if you, for anybody that buys into it now, when it's kind of in its bare bones state, uh, Nintendo has this history of rewarding. Oh, oh yeah. So um, the the 3DS when when it first came out, it was it was expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and and Nintendo does not like doing price drops. No. They, they, for, for hardware, for software, for any, they, they do not like charging less. Um, for anyone who bought the 3DS when it first came out at its more expensive price, when they lowered the price for, for newer models, um, any early adopters of the 3DS were enrolled in the 3DS Ambassador program, which gave them access to... Um, emulated Game Boy Advance games yeah. that no one else has access so, to. And you were prorated for that extra money you spent. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Yeah. And that kind of leads into what I was talking about um, or was going to mention because I wanted to talk about the long-term uh, reward plan for people that like stick with the company is um, if you yes the, the new plan is going to be double and you can still get the old plan. Yeah. Like, you don't have to just say, oh, well, I guess I can't have Nintendo Switch Online anymore. Yeah, it's still going to be 20 bucks a year. It's just if you want the expansion, it's going to exactly. be more. Exactly. And if you put money into that expansion, imagine if everybody, if a million people spent, if a million people that already had NSO uh, spent 30 more dollars for the year to get the upgraded one. Mm-hmm. That's $30 million that Nintendo can use for R&D to make more emulators. Or, or, you know, pay the licensing fees to get more games added to exactly. these emulators. 
like, which, which I think is more of an issue. Once you have the emulator, there's not really much more work that needs to be done. It's just the licensing to get exactly, the games on Exactly, to be able to do it legitimately. Yeah. Which is like, um, I know there was a lot of hearsay around what emulator was going to be in the September uh, Nintendo Direct, and it's like, I was holding out for N64 games, and I'm glad that's what we got, but there was a lot of, like, uh, I want my Game Boy Advance emulator. Mm -hmm. And no sooner than that Direct came out, they announced the Advance Collection, the Castlevania Advance Collection, mm -hmm. which had Circle of the Moon, uh, Harmony of Dissonance, the one I didn't play super a lot. Aria uh, of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow, and uh, Dracula X, mm -hmm. which was a Genesis game, but even so. Aria of like, Sorrow is one of my favorite it, games. It is one of my favorite... It's probably my favorite Castlevania. I love Symphony of the Night, but Aria is maybe my favorite mm -hmm. Egovania Castlevania game. I, I, I wasn't too thrilled with, with the sequel there on the DS, mostly because of the, the touchscreen seals that you need to do after a boss, but yeah, there are cheat codes to get past that. Um, no, but I, I like this... You can't this. just play a game, can you? I, I like what I like. But you just like cheating <laughs> at stuff when it's too hard. No, it's so... The thing with the seals, um, after you kill a boss, uh, a graphic pops up on, on the touchscreen. Yep. And you need to draw the seal to essentially end the boss fight. Mm -hmm. But you have to do it within a time limit. Within a time limit, and, they get and you more, have to do it correctly. They get more complicated as the game goes on. Exactly. And, and I don't think that really adds anything to the game i think it's just oh hey touchscreen gimmick it's yeah it's a gimmick but it's supposed to like immerse you into the world of your game it's not just oh i killed a monster and sealed it away i drew the rune the seal the emblem i did that so with some games i agree phantom hourglass is fantastic for immersion uh, there, there's one puzzle that requires you to close your ds and i think that is fantastic yeah or the the Aria of Sorrow sequel, which for some reason I the, the name it's escapes Aria me. Aria of something. The Soma Cruz games all got the names Aria of, and then I can't remember what the um, other word is. For this game, I think it's just tacked on. I, I I don't think it actually adds anything to gameplay. And there's there's what a, a one line cheat code that just skips it. I don't know. I I, I don't I don't like it. I like stuff like that. I mean, I'm all about... I'm all about accessory. I guess. With stuff like that. Because the DS was... It was a game... It was a console that was all about accessory. Yeah. So I, I, I do love the dual slot mechanic. Yes. So if you had a completed Aria of Sorrow cartridge and put it in your DS while running the, the DS version... Uh, you would get bonus gear added to you just yeah. starting the game. And that's fantastic. I, I, I love things like that. Uh, it, it was big on Pokemon as well. Yep. Uh, so if you're playing uh, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, the, the Game Boy Advance versions of Pokemon in the DS, uh, it would increase the likelihood of certain Pokemon appearing dependent on which of those Gen 3 games you, you had in slot 2. Yeah, that had happened to me. And I didn't know why it was happening <laughs> because my copy of Leaf Green was always yep. in my DS anyway. Yep. I, I, I like the inner connectivity of, of Nintendo games. Um, we, we've talked about this before with Four Swords Adventures. Yep. I, I like the 
you know, you, you, you don't need a whole bunch of equipment, but if you have all the equipment, everything connects together and it's fantastic. Um, the, the, the e-reader was a fantastic thing that unfortunately was a commercial failure. Yeah. Um, I, look at the, look at the multiple disc systems. Yeah. Nintendo's been trying to do stuff on disc for much longer mm -hmm. than we give them credit for. So Nintendo was like the first big game company. Like, like yeah, Atari existed, ColecoVision existed, but, like, Nintendo was the gaming company. Yeah, Nintendo was always a gaming company. They go back to, like, the 1700s making Hanafuda cards. And, and like, <laughs> so th this story has been said a million times, but, like, Nintendo spawned both Sony and Microsoft. Mm -hmm. Well, well, not not them as companies, but spawned the as, PlayStation and the Xbox. As gaming divisions. Yeah. So, um, Nintendo was working with Sony to develop a disc-based system. Talking about the Philips? Yes. Um, Nintendo wanted to put games on discs and had a, a deal with Sony. And right at the last minute, Nintendo's like, you know what? No, we're going with Philips instead. And Sony was like, well... This that's is, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, so so we're going to uh, cut out all of the the cartridge-based stuff from this system that we've been working with together, and and just you know now this is a purely disc-based system that runs on our proprietary software, mm -hmm. and now we have because the PlayStation. Yeah, because otherwise yeah. they'd have had to go through Nintendo yeah. to get the cartridges because M Nintendo, especially in the NES era, was so, monopolizing that, uh, that tech. Ben Heck has a video where he actually gets to look at the Nintendo PlayStation. Hmm. Um, as, as far as I'm aware, it is the only one in existence. It's like a demo draft copy. It, uh, the prototype hardware, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an actual Nintendo brand PlayStation. It takes cartridges. It takes discs. That's cool. Um, and and when Nintendo broke that deal, Sony just took out all of the Nintendo stuff and made the PlayStation. Yep. And then you have a proprietary mm -hmm. uh, piece of analog <coughs> equipment, I guess. And and then you know Microsoft, seeing the success of the PlayStation, was like, Hey, we can do that. I mean, we already do all this stuff anyway that exactly. people use for gaming yeah. so and and you know that's how the xbox was born so both playstation and the xbox exist because nintendo broke a deal with sony shocking yeah one of my favorite stories about gaming console history was um i just always thought this was so weird because we don't think of we never thought of, I guess it comes in waves. When I was a kid, I never thought of a gaming console, and I'm talking like an NES or a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis, even an N64. I thought of it as a video game console first. Mm -hmm. I didn't give any concept to the idea of, you know, machines like that being computers, essentially. When, because you're young, you have no concept yes. of what anything is. And before that generation of console gaming, family entertainment centers were also computers. Mm -hmm. And then there came into this shift where when that PlayStation 2 came out, it sold so overwhelmingly 
positively, the PS2 still to this day, I believe, is the most sold console, not game, but console of mm -hmm. all time because it was being used as a personal computer. Yep. And so much so, and it was so powerful, apparently, that upon its release, uh, Sony was not allowing it to be shipped into the Middle East for fear that the Taliban would use it. Yeah, I, I think even the U.S. government bought a whole bunch exactly. of Exactly. We were all, we were doing, like, FBI flight sims and <laughs> covert ops on PS2s. Uh, Sony actually released a Linux distribution that would run on the, the PlayStation. Just natively, you pop the disc in, and boom, it's a Linux computer. Yeah, I just I love stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you don't think of our gaming consoles being strong enough to rival our computers. And and nowadays, they're stronger than some computers. Yeah, uh, PS Five and the Xbox Series X are really starting to blur that line between mm -hmm. standard home computer versus video game console in terms of computing power and i like seeing that amount of freedom i mean there is truly some things you're only ever going to be able to do on a pc yeah but i don't want to pay twenty five hundred dollars to make a pc that strong i mean the the prices for things have, have been coming down if if you can get your hands on good graphics card um but i i've always really been a pc gamer Again, I used to be a huge World of Warcraft player, but I do like the the dedicated gaming systems. Yeah, like I, I have a Switch, I have a Wii. I I like the I, I like holding a controller in my hand. So do I. And and yes, I know I can also do that on a PC, but I like just the 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 I guess simplicity of it. Yeah, that things just they they work. That they're designed for this purpose. Yeah. And and yes, you can absolutely do that on a PC. I, I guess optimized yeah. is, is the word. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've used a Wii remote on my computer before just to say I can. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's kind of a pain. Yeah. That's like, uh, I haven't been playing it so much lately, but I play Overwatch. I have it on both... Uh, PS4 and my PC and it's a shooter shooters work so much better on PC than on console mm -hmm. and I only play it on console mm -hmm. just because it looks and feels nicer to me because the the hardware and well the software is designed to op to be optimized effectively with the hardware versus so, over here it just feels like a bunch of just weird jank on, on that same token um, Diablo is is um well, i guess i suppose it started as a playstation game but when i played diablo it was on pc same when i first played diablo it was pc and and like yes there are console versions i would prefer to play it on pc yeah i can go either way with diablo <laughs> like i got i think it was for Dark, or Dark Souls 3 when uh, Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls edition came out mm -hmm. I bought it and like we raided the game for like two months straight and then I never yeah. played it again but I don't, there are some games that I think make the make the split very well yeah or make the jump others do not 
Yeah. Uh, others are, are very forced, and, and you can tell it's just to make more money. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It, it's, it's a sad feeling seeing a franchise you love just get dragged through the mud because of corporate greed. Mm-hmm. Not just video games, anything. Yeah. Some things need to die. And some things are okay with dying, but network executives and people that have all the money, they just want it to wither away into something that it's barely alive, but still producing a profit. Look at you, Skyrim. <laughs> Thinking you can sell me a video game on <laughs> seven different consoles and I'll buy it every time. You're right, but I'm not going to be happy about it. But, but you, you still don't have it for your smart fridge yet. Do we have a solid number on how many devices Doom can be played on? All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there was one. Um, there was one Mac laptop that had like a, a screen on the top of the keyboard yeah, you for, told me for about like that. emojis and some shit. And someone ported Doom to it in like super Speci- ultra wide screen. Specifically that screen though, <laughs> because it's non-related to the actual function screen of the thing yeah i love shit like that there there is a keyboard that i want that they don't make anymore uh the optimus maximus keyboard Hmm. it it, um it has i want to say 144 oled keys so each key is its own screen and can be updated on the fly Hmm. um it, it uh it needs an SD card slot just to store its own settings and has its own power supply. Wow. I want to put Doom on it. <laughs> like, like, both on each individual key and also just on all of the keys at once. Yeah. Just because. Just, just, just because. I'm fine with a $12 Logitech combo <laughs> wireless keyboard and mouse well to be fair i've wanted this keyboard since i played warcraft and i was a let's say less than good player i did not keybind my spells because i couldn't really memorize them and if i can just have the spell icons be on the keyboard and i can just push what spell i want to cast yeah that seems so much easier than actually memorizing key bindings yeah Maple Story actually had a function where you could pull up your key binding menu, but if you ran the game windowed, you mm. could move that window outside the game window, hmm. so you could watch. Just, just memorize, just have it on screen. You could at just all have time. an on-screen legend of what all your buttons did. I'd be lying if I didn't say <laughs> I've done that. There are some classes where, like, you get so many skills, you need to remember that you have button options. Yeah. I mean. I played a hunter, so I pretty much hit two buttons. But you know, that I was, I was not a good hunter. Yeah. I was the best hunter, but I was not a good hunter. Yeah. In in context, <laughs> was I the best person I or anyone who knew me knew? Yes. But in the unfortunate reality of the rest of the world, was I great? Not really. <laughs> I'm excited. So I, I I need to say the story because I've I've mentioned it 
to her a couple of times and, and we cut it out the first episode. Oh. Yeah, so uh, a story from when I was playing Warcraft. Uh, so a, uh, a member of my guild was hunting for this mount and as, as you know, super OCD achievement hunter, I need everything, I also needed to acquire this mount. So, you know, we, we'd both be running this raid to, to get uh, Ashes of Alar. So it's, it's a phoenix mount with, at the time, a unique model. Um, and it might still be unique. I know there's another one that's a different color, but anyway. Uh, so she's been looking for this mount for a long time, and I start running the raid because I need it as well. And it just so happens to drop for me. Now, what happens when you get a mount like this, uh, because it's such a rare drop, uh, it actually gives you a feat of strength. So, so it's like an achievement, but harder to get. It's not listed until you actually get it, etc. Um, I did not get the feat of strength immediately. The feat of strength comes from learning the mount and adding it to your character, not just simply picking it up and, and putting it in your inventory. She was not online at the time the mount dropped for me. The next day, I log on and I see her running Battlegrounds. So she's off doing something. She, she, she's interacting with her other players, whatever. I tell her that once she's done with that, I have something important to show her. So she quits out of the Battleground and comes and meets me in a city. And... I learn the mount right there in front of her and then start flying circles around her. Just, and then you take off. And then I take off. J just to rub in that, oh, hey, I got it and you didn't. Ha, 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 ha. And Some friend you are. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, we, we are still friends. We still talk. It, it, it's funny. But, you know, now she's immortalized on the show. So you are welcome, Featherin. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for dealing with part two of the Ridiculous Laws yeah. episode of Deviating Tangents podcast. This was a weird one. Yeah. Because there were a lot of really heavy laws. Yep. So we had to, that some, we, that, some that, heavy that, tangents. That there. I wasn't going to. <laughs> like, we. It'd be weird to be like, so. Uh, New Orleans, and then nothing, and then it's like <laughs> Kansas. I understand, like Louisiana is a state, not yeah, New Orleans, yeah. but you know what I mean. That was the the jambalaya dozen. Yeah, uh, yeah, New Orleans was the jambalaya one. Yeah. See, you remember stuff. I, I, not you remember specific bits of information. Th that is true. I, I cannot recall them at, at any point, but if, if they're up in conversation, then, like, the connections just happen. Yeah. But hopefully uh, hopefully we didn't spurn anybody too horribly. Yeah, so... <laughs> we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> I don't want to shy away from topics like that when they come up, but it's like, how best do you talk about a situation when... You are a demonized version of... That's not what I want to say. But when you're... When you belong to a group of people that doesn't get to talk about these things with a sense of ease. 
yeah, the, the, there are some things that just can't really be talked about in, in any kind of, you know, open discussion because people are just so entrenched in their ways. And, and people just want to be angry. Yeah, that, that, that's really what it boils down to. People want to be angry. That's really, you just said it. That's all it boils down to. <laughs> But before we before we tangent about this too much, <laughs> no other show can try to end itself and then be like, yeah, but by the way. Six hours later. But so hopefully we're going to talk about something fun in episode seven. I don't know what yet, but it's going to be something fun. So hopefully you will all meet us over on episode seven next week when it drops. Hopefully you guys are going to be hopefully nice with the emails <laughs> and the YouTube comments. I, I've, I've not seen any responses from, from any listeners and I'm, I'm again, cautiously optimistic, but realistically, I, I, I understand it's easy to hate me. Go it's very, for it. It's very easy. To hate me. <laughs> but that's our show. Everybody have a good night. Au revoir.